MC Andrew Hansen here. <laughs> okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Burnt Cookbook Party, an original Pathfinder campaign set in a unique fantasy world where four heroes of varying skills, attractiveness, and stupidity race against time to prevent a war. I'm Jenna Stever, and I play Astra Blup, a fey adult health elf oracle who is exactly who she says she is. I am joined by... I'm Andrew Hansen, and I'm going to be playing Johnny Brightchild. I'm a hot and sunny Ifrit spa paladin, eager to help and flex. I'm Caitlin Statehar, and I'm playing Patty Hertz, a rat folk ranger dandy with a nose for gossip and for cheese. And I'm Paul Lukemeyer, and I play Zelf, an elven battle chef who carves a name for himself and the high stakes world of magical cooking. And of course, we're led today and for the rest of all time by our illustrious DM and world builder, Justin Green. That's, I think, the fourth time I've stumbled over the word world, world build. You did it what again. What are you trying to say? This is only our third episode, so that's pretty impressive. Justin, how you doing? I'm great. <laughs> I Justin. love it. I love it every time. Justin is just great every time. Every time. Another perfect intro. right we were walking back johnny was like i hate people like that i hate people who are nihilists self is like it happens like why do they even have all that power and like responsibility johnny when you have that much power and responsibility you might be a nihilist just give it time (laughs) you got that much power zil is that why you're like that no no but someday we can only hope Someday you can hope not to care. You see, that's that's the thing, man. Like I, this is where I'm when from. We open the door and walk into the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. After all this is done, you should totally come back to be with me. You'll be not caring, but because things are good. How was it? Did you meet Flask Forge? Well, we don't have much to show for it other than this. And Self's gonna hand over the Elven absinthe that he stole. Ooh, it looks like it was a productive trip. Johnny's kind of like sulking and looking at the fire. What a beautiful sulk. He's a fraud. He doesn't even know us. <laughs> oh, he doesn't know us, you say. Tell us more. Well, we found him drunk, woke him up with a bit of a pep tonic, and he couldn't remember our names, and he couldn't remember why he brought us here. Interesting. And he made up an excuse about how our fate was written in the stars. Interesting. So I don't know if we'll get much support from our sponsor. So he doesn't uh, doesn't know us, doesn't know what we're here for, doesn't know our names, our faces, or any of that uh, sundry miscellaneous information? He doesn't even know me, Patty Hurts? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, he knows you pretty much. Obviously. But... He said that um, we could look him up when we get to Arrow Peak. He'll be at a bar. That's right. He'll be at the Broken Arrow. Well, let's not push our luck there. He remembers what he remembers, and he doesn't remember what he doesn't remember, and I think we should respect that. (laughs) You know, some people might feel a little disenfranchised knowing they don't have the knowledge and support of their commanding officer, but some people might see it as an opportunity not to have a short leash on yeah, which uh, party do you fall into, Zelf? I go to any party that I hear about. Hey. <laughs> Same here. Zelf, you and I are going to get along just fine. <laughs> they cheers. You know, since we're all gathered here, I wanted to bring up a little question. Like, uh, Zelf, like, you love to cook, huh? <laughs> I love it and I hate it. It's all of my emotions. <laughs> oh, wow, that's deep. Uh, you, but you probably just like to cook. Like, if I asked you to cook, like, a three-course meal, that's what you call it, right? You'd just do that because you like it, right? Should I get started? Oh, not right now. I'm just asking in general. That's just good to know. Okay. Loves to cook. I'm making a mental note about my new roomies. <laughs> hey, Zelf, what's the worst meal you've ever cooked? <laughs> and then also, what's the angriest meal you've ever cooked? <laughs> God, well, Zelf almost answers, but then he starts thinking about it, and he starts drinking, <laughs> and he's lost in thought. <laughs> Whoa, how dark. Uh, so listen, I got a word from one of my instructors that basically nobody plays this dungeon crawl on the level, and uh, what? I would describe the recommendation as strongly encouraged to cheat. No! Johnny, Johnny, don't think about it as cheating. 
just think of it as using all the resources at our disposal. Exactly. We're working on all of our skills, including our resourcefulness. Some of us got it in spades, and some of us are you, Johnny. <laughs> I'm not a spade. <laughs> exactly my point. Is a spade a shovel? I think it's a card suit. Uh, definitely not. I was thinking about ways we could sneak information in. I was told that they would be searching us for maps. But, you know, here's what I was thinking. A map, that's like paper, right? What if we had a map what wasn't paper? Ooh. Like on uh, cheese? <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if it's cheese, we can put it in my cheek pouches. I volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daddy, that's so great. We should totally do that. I got these things for a reason, you know. <laughs> Astra, right? That's what you were thinking, right? Like a cheese map? It's really close to what I was thinking, Johnny. <laughs> I was thinking maybe more like a flatbread, some sort of pita, maybe. Bread man. Like a cheese pita? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe like the roads could be made of mozzarella. <laughs> Zelf, do you think that's something you could whip up? There's something distracting me first. Patty, this is one of these things I'm not supposed to ask, but since you brought it up, I'm gonna... <laughs> do rats have a thing with cheese? <laughs> I'm just saying, I've been raised to appreciate the finer things in life. Including a nice brie, Oof. an aged camembert, even a little funky blue cheese now and again. Oh, you're a gourmet. Well, only the <laughs> finest. I mean, but I, I wouldn't say it's a thing. I can make a flatbread that looks like anything you wanted to, whether it's our faces, <laughs> whether it's some risque scenes. Ooh. I once heard of a mad cook that made a golem out of bread, a bread knot. I heard it was a gingerbread man, but you know. A muffin man? You hear all sorts of things. <laughs> Listen, I do love the idea of you making a bread sculpture out of our faces, and I think we should put that on the back burner. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Is that the most durable food? Should we do something cured? Like a jerky? Yeah. I don't know. Exactly what I was thinking, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> Self, maybe you can shine some light. So we're going to arrive on the scene, get a map immediately, and then have probably not a lot of time before we mm. go into the dungeon. So maybe neither bread nor jerky is practical. Self, tell us what kind Good of point. food stuff you think would make the best map. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking maybe something where it's got uh, impressions on the surface, so when I pour sauce on it, the map becomes revealed. Amazing. But I otherwise, it's invisible. It. Paul, you just came up with a new art form. Behold, <laughs> the secret of the sauce. But Watch out. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't have any specific spells that replicate that kind of effect, so it'd have to be purely skill-based. I feel like that's doable with a roll. You don't have a food map spell? Sadly, no. I don't think it exists. So unprepared. Pathfinder's so limited. <laughs> well, do you just want to fill your pack with flour and uh, water and whatever else you need to make a dough and then we'll we'll hop on the train? Or do, is there other stuff we want to do to prepare? So we're not supposed to directly harm our competitors and we wouldn't want to because they're our friends in the end. But can we poison them? <laughs> okay so you're gonna bake four breads one is gonna be a map three are gonna be poison and we're gonna have to have some sort of hijink <laughs> what if it's just a little bit poison when they get on the train can self like put a laxative into their breakfast that's slow acting just like a little sabotage yeah just enough to take the edge off so <laughs> yeah <laughs> You could absolutely do that. And I'm not even sure. I think there's an argument that it's not even against the rules, per se. <laughs> the rule is that while you're in Arrow Peak Dungeon, you are not allowed to uh, have any sort of physical encounter with another squad. So on the train, all bets are off. <laughs> no lethal damage. Right. Laxative feels fine. <laughs> it feels smooth. But we could, like, obscure their way or something. Yeah, absolutely. You could obscure Ooh, their way okay. for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm worried about us, like, getting a flag, but it's a fake flag. <gasps> You've given me an idea. Ooh. I've got a plan. I've got a couple plans. We're going to do, like, three plans. <laughs> and so if one or two fall through, we've got a third. I'm going to make some of my own preparations. You guys can do what you want. <laughs> we'll meet back here when it's time to take the train. Good night. <laughs> 
Uh, and she's just going to go over to her printing press in the corner and start working on some stuff. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, Sam's elf is going to go to the kitchen and start preparing different spices. See what he can do to gently give his competitors food poisoning in a way that's difficult to trace. <laughs> Man. And I'm going to wake Manny up and test it on him to make sure that the time Aww. acting effect takes effect as intended. Knowing that he's a little fragile, so it'll probably hit him early. Great. I was thinking it was like a chili sauce and it gives him bad indigestion. Okay. We'll have to work out like what specifically it does, but I'm thinking it's something that gives like the nauseous condition. Oh man, nauseous is pretty good. Would that be like an alchemy check? Yeah. Uh, and I am definitely going to add a flash of inspiration to them for a total of 27. You spend the rest of your evening making that. You come up with two doses of it. Perfect. Zolf's evenings typically are he drinks until he passes out. So <laughs> now now he drinks and cooks. <laughs> You're going to get along with Flask Forge so well. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> He's going to adopt me. As everyone departs for the evening, perhaps Patty could do a little bit of sniffing around for some beneficial information. Uh, Absolutely. So I think Patty's going to kind of go down to uh, the common area, see if anyone's like hanging out and wants to have a nightcap with her. Interesting. Sure. Let's see. Yeah, roll diplomacy for me. Okay. I love the idea that we would legitimately make friends with all the other groups, even though when we're on the job, we're sabotaging them. It's nothing personal. It's just business, right? I rolled a 13. So when you... Go down to the common area, Patty. You find Taft Warsaw's squad hanging out, and these are all really athletic, bro-y dudes. They are having, like, a raucous party, keeping everybody up late, not really paying attention to how obnoxious they're being. As you go up to them, what do you want to say? Hey, guys. What's everybody up to? This looks fun. Can I get a drink? One of them, a human boy, he looks about 19 or 20, he says, yeah, absolutely. Come over here, Patty. He pours a drink for you and hands it to you. You can see an elven boy sitting on the couch with them. He is more suspicious of you. You know, guys, I just sounded like you all were having so much fun. I wanted to, you know, come hang out and get to know some of my new schoolmates. The human boy is very excited. He moves some stuff off of a chair so that you can sit down. Patty, my name's Mallow. I'm from Erosia as well. Mallow? That's so cool that you're from Erosia. It's so nice to meet you. He points to the elven boy who doesn't seem to like you. He says, uh, this is Baldwin. And then he points to this really short dwarf. He says, this is bro. <laughs> short for brohawk. And then he points to a half-orc that's sitting quietly against a wall. And he says, and that's Log. We were brought here by Taft Warsaw. Are you excited about the competition? Oh my gosh, I'm excited, but I'm really nervous too. I just don't know what I'm going to do down in that scary dungeon. It's so intimidating. I bet you guys have it all figured out already, though. Yeah, yeah. We've got a great plan. So what we're going to do, we're going to go at it like we're playing Tribe Blitz, man. So <laughs> oh. Slog and I, we're playing defense. So the two of us are going to go around and we're going to set up barricades. And then Baldwin and Bro Man, they're going to go on the offensive and they're going to go straight out, get the flag, get back. That is such a great strategy. I never would have thought to use barricades. What are you thinking? What kind of barricades? We are going to create like teleport traps all around so that if somebody steps on it, they get teleported back to the start. Wow, that is a crazy idea. You guys better watch out and be careful that you don't accidentally step on them yourselves. We're going to be really careful. Okay, as, as long as you can clearly identify where they are. <laughs> <laughs> Mallow is about to tell you even more about it, but Baldwin kind of steps in. What a dick. <laughs> Mallow, why don't you go get some more ale from our room? We're running a little low. Mallow's like, yeah, man, great, good, great. And he runs out. Baldwin kind of looks you up and down and he goes, you're not going to fool me. Everyone else in my squad may be naive, but I know exactly what you're trying to do. I know your type. Baldwin, I would never. I totally respect how smart you are and how talented everyone on your squad is. I'm just trying to make friends. You don't want to screw with me, Patty. I'm not your friend and I never will be. <laughs> oh, well then. Um, okay, Baldwin. I mean, it's been really cool chatting with you, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I guess I'm going to call it a night, you know, big day tomorrow and everything. So Patty's going to uh, 
a bit uncomfortably excuse herself from the party, say her goodbyes, <laughs> and uh, head back to her room. Well done, Caitlin. God. Four day comes around. At noon, everybody has tickets given to them for the train. Shadowwind, there's not really a nearby town, really. Probably the closest town is Thune. It's a good hour on foot. The train does go by, but there's no official stop. But they've worked out a deal where the train stops for maintenance near the fort and everybody gets on secretly there. So the the furthest back two train cars are reserved for the cadets from Shadowwind. There are several more passenger cars. At the very front of the train, uh, you've got a cafe car. At the very, very back, there's a luggage car. The train is a steam engine. It is erosion technology, pretty advanced in terms of the world of Irisol, cutting edge for what exists. You guys have about three and a half hours on the train before you get to Arrow Peak. Very early on, even maybe before the train has left, I want to walk through the full train. And uh, if there are any empty seats, I want to leave what I have created overnight, which is using my printing press, I've made a fake map. Yes. Oh, no. That's styled to look kind of like Hey, oh, you've come to to see this dungeon, huh? Here's <laughs> here's the highlights, um, but it's all come fake because I don't know what it actually looks like. Uh, and I want to, I just want to leave a couple of those in open seats, like face up, where <laughs> other people <laughs> might see them and take them. Great. Why don't you go ahead and make a bluff check? That's kind of just for <laughs> the quality of the map that you've printed. Your your printing press is very good, but just like how believable. Justin, you've fallen into my trap. My bluff skill is unbelievable. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I've got a billion trillion bonuses to it. I only rolled a six, but with my 13 bluff bonus, I get a 19. Beautiful. <laughs> Good lord. Wow. You bluffed the GM. Great. So you are, are leaving those as traps for other cadets? Yeah. I like I fold a couple and I leave them face up so it looks like people have like left them behind. Wonderful. Anybody else have something on their mind? Yeah, this feels like the right time to poison somebody. So anybody who's getting their <laughs> breakfast or brunch in the meal car. And if need be, I can try some because I'm immune to all ingested poisons. My God. Uh, and that would make mm-hmm. it even seem less likely that I'm trying to take someone out because, man, I'm eating it too. In the cafe car, Zelf, you find Bavel passed out uh, in one of the booths. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> you also find Commander Valentine's squad is here. So they are sitting all at one table. No one is speaking. There is a little gnome girl. She has a book open on the table and she's just kind of lightly scraping her finger across it. Sometimes she's like tapping it, but no one is doing anything other than that. It's very, it's very strange. Is it Braille? It's not Braille. It looks to you okay. like a, a spell book of some sort. Oh, gotcha. God, well, Zelf kind of does feel like he's looking into the future when he sees Bavel. So he'll like take the guy's coat and put it over him. <laughs> oh. Oh. Kind of sweet. Kind of not. Well, I don't know how to interpret that. <laughs> As I think they do in your culture. And then just like, throw the coat on top. <laughs> Zelf will sit down and he'll say good morning to everybody. Pretty exciting day, huh? So immediately... Pearl starts talking to you. I'm not sure if you've met herself, but uh, she is an abrasive human girl who is very into tabloids uh, and gossip. She has honed in on Patty previously. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have a lot of social skills. Neither does Zelf. She goes, Zelf, is it true that you've eaten a drow before? What are they serving on the train? Is it just like a sandwich? Yeah, train food, a, a bagel Club with like sandwich. a yeah, a egg on it. Well, Zelf opens it up and he'll put some of the secret sauce on it. <laughs> and then he takes it, says, not knowingly. <laughs> Why do you ask? Oh, I, I just read that the, the chairman had like a cult of chefs and you guys did a lot of like blood sacrifices to gain power. Listen, all those stories about how there was a cult, really it was an off-site retreat. <laughs> Blood sacrifices is just another way to say preparing your ingredients. <laughs> if you blood sacrifice a chicken and make some nuggets, is that tabloid worthy? I don't think so. You can't even testify about that in court, and they didn't. 
another human girl at the table. Her name is Erin Starsinger. She <laughs> kind of is glaring at you. She goes, do you mind? Uh, and she points to the gnome girl. She says, Shyla is broadcasting right now. <laughs> what do you mean broadcasting? Shyla does like a deep sigh. She's very put out that she has to explain this to you. She holds up her spell book. She says, this is a symbol of scrying. My followers around the world have attuned themselves to this. And <laughs> whenever I open my spellbook and place my hand on this, they can hear and see what I'm doing. They like to watch me just make noises, like very soft noises. Uh, <laughs> and you're really disturbing the energy right now. And you're going to upset my fans. <laughs> ASMR influencer, Justin. <laughs> yeah, she's an ASMR bard. God damn it, Justin. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> Self gets the feeling that this is not the right time or place to try to feed somebody some spiced chili sauce. <laughs> oh my god, do it, do it. Give the ASMR bard the like indigestion. Oh, her followers are in for a treat. (laughs) (laughs) So Zelf says, fair enough. Listen, I'll just tell you what I'm here for, and then I'll leave you alone. I wanted to test this out with some people to let them know if they think it's the real deal. I'm thinking of marketing it. This is my own homemade chili sauce. Good clunk. (laughs) If you tell me what you think of it, I'll stand up and I'll leave you alone. Erin sighs dramatically, and she goes, fine, but only because this egg sandwich is so terrible. She accepts it from you. She puts it on her food, and she kind of tears her sandwich in half and shares it with Shyla. It's probably actually pretty good. I don't know. I'll leave that up to you, or if you want me to roll for it. (laughs) Uh, It's your character. I feel like everything he makes tastes good, even if it's just to make people shit. Paul, I love the idea that Zelf would would actually wait around to hear how it tastes. Like, he has just poisoned these people. <laughs> <cares> so much. <laughs> so, but what do you think of it, really? But, like, how would you rate the flavor? Was it gritty at all? Like, any strange tastes? What's the onset time of this, Paul? Uh, I want to say probably five or six hours. Okay. Like, he, he intends it to hit in the middle of the dungeon. Okay. <laughs> and I will... Roll profession chef. I got a 24. <laughs> Wonderful. Nice. It tastes great. And I think that both of the girls are kind of surprised because you're kind of just this this weird dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Aaron is like, this, this is amazing. Have you ever thought about like selling your food? His elf taps his nose and says, I'll tell you what I'm thinking is about mass advertising. <laughs> and he'll like, he'll like <laughs> wink at the gnome. Pearl <laughs> leans forward and she's like, Aaron, don't you recognize him? <laughs> he was on the Great Meal Nor Bake Off last year. Like, he had to drop out because he was having such severe, like, anxiety and panic attacks. Self pretends he can't hear it. <laughs> and you can see Aaron. She's thinking, like, trying to remember that. She doesn't really care, but she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, they're thankful for the food. They're very happy. Aaron asks, like, you know, if you ever want me to try your food again, I'd love to. You know, I have my own personal tradition with me and my assistant. We have Taco Tuesday. (laughs) And I'd love to have anybody from any of the other teams just stop by our dorm. Keep it in mind. Well, that's going on in the cafe cart. Johnny, what are you up to on the train? Well, the previous night, because Johnny knows we're going to Arrow Peak, he's like been doing his best to get good night's sleep so that he's prepared. He's doing his best to stay focused on the dungeon ahead. And to do that, he's just sort of like thinking about things he has to look out for, thinking about like the athletics course he ran. And so that's probably what he'll be doing is he'll probably be staring out the window thinking about how cool Taft Force was. <laughs> that's a great way to spend time. As he eats a cookie. Yeah, that's probably what's up. As you're looking out the window and thinking, eventually you're approached by Castian, the paladin of Gavilan. Oh, oh my God, yeah. I love this guy. <laughs> He says, Sir Johnny, I'm very sorry to interrupt. Hey, what's up, Gastian? Oh, uh, yes, what's up? (laughs) I have a favor to ask of you. Anything, my dude. It's very important, you know, that we keep the integrity of the Arrow Peak competition intact while we're there. So I want to ask you to help me and, and my squad make sure that no one is trying to sneak in maps or do any other form of cheating. <laughs> to, to that end, I, I want to give you this. Uh, and he hands you a wand. He says, it's a wand of whispering wind. All you have to do is speak into it 
and the wind will carry a message to me wherever I am in the dungeon. Castian, don't worry. It's not against the rules to sneak in a map. <laughs> it is fully against the rules to sneak in a map, Johnny. <laughs> it is? <laughs> Anyone who's caught sneaking in a map is disqualified. And worse than that, they've just brought shame upon themselves, Johnny. <laughs> hmm. Nerd. So you want me to use this wand to contact you if I see anyone using a map? Yes, if you see anyone cheating, just send me a message and I'll take care of it. I will be competing myself, but my responsibilities come first, so I'll, I'll take care of it. can't believe you got a wand of narking. I might... Forget about this, Castian. I, I, I get pretty focused. I'm not going to lie to you. Right now, my mind is on this dungeon ahead of me. Like, I really want to get a good time. And, like, I know it's going to be tough. Like, I've been talking with Warsaw about it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell someone who, who does have a good memory and keeps things together on my team who can help out. And, and I trust them. So it'll be fine. Castian says, well, uh, maybe I'll give you just a little reminder at some point uh, while we're in the dungeon. I- I'll send you a message on a whispering wind, and I'll, I'll-, I'll say, uh, wand, that'll be our code word, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, Castian, I don't know how to use this spell. I thought whispering wind was wizard only. That's what I was just checking as I was going. I was like, man, I would love to have whispering wind. How is he a paladin, but he has this spell? He's not a paladin. And I failed my sense motive. He has the wind domain. That's why he can do this. Through Gavilan. Oh my god, fucking sweet. Oh, that's so cool. I love this guy for more reasons (laughs) all the time. His hair blows in a Final Fantasy way. (laughs) I really do think, Castian, my team is really good at using... Oh, what was it that the Patty said? We should use all of our available resources. <laughs> so I think that I think that, that Patty might know how to use help me use this. So I'm gonna ask her to teach me. Don't worry. Thank you so much, though, bro. I really appreciate this. I will do my best because yeah, like this is a serious competition. Totally. And my personal headcanon, the more Tom Johnny is, also the more hot he is. <laughs> In my personal headcanon, this is the moment where we get our first missing scene fan fiction, and it's of Castian teaching Johnny how to use his wand. <laughs> it's their code word. He just sends him a whispering win and says, wand. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go looking for Patty after oh, that, great. by the way. with the- Patty, what would you like to be doing while we're on the train here? After Baldwin being such a dick last night... <laughs> I want to uh I want to try to spy right? on him. I want to eavesdrop on Baldwin on this train. Okay, okay. Uh so make a stealth roll to not be noticed. I have a 26. Okay. Nice. I'm a sneaky bitch, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out rat people are sneaky. <laughs> You notice Baldwin leads Bro away from his squad at one point, and you see an opportunity to follow them. They start to go back to the luggage car to talk, but when they get there, the door is jammed and they can't get it open. So they just kind of talk like in the space in between the cars, and you're able to kind of, uh, as you're very small, kind of just sit right outside of it without being noticed. Yes. (laughs) You overhear them discussing that they are planning on not just getting the flag and going straight back to Mallow. They are planning to hang out around the flags and instigate things with the other squads as they come to pick up their flags. So Those bastards! They're baking on being able to get there first and then just fucking with anybody who comes up to them after that, trying to get hmm, the flag. Interesting. I think after hearing that nice little dirt, I'm going to sneak back to our car and uh, see if I can find Zelf and see what he's up to. Ooh, is this going to be the moment where we all converge from our side missions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Johnny's looking for Patty anyway. Astro, was there something that you had wanted to do other than kind of planting all of your fake maps that you have printed? No, I think that's really the only thing she wanted to do. She does that and then like 
finds a corner and naps because she was up late making the maps. <laughs> I will say, Astra, as you kind of go into taking your nap, you do notice a cadet from another squad. His name is Screw. He's a Tengu in Commander <laughs> Silrona's squad. You see him, like, notice the map. He attempts to be stealthy, but he's very bad at it. And he kind of, like, <laughs> slides the map <laughs> off the chair and, and put, slides it into his pocket. <laughs> you can see it's like a close-up of Astra's face under her hat, and you just see, like, a glint on her eye, and she closes it and turns over and takes a little nap. Well earned. <laughs> <laughs> Astro, as you wake up feeling refreshed, uh, you guys are about 10 minutes outside of Aerial Peak at this point. Everybody's kind of getting their things together, getting ready to go. The squad has joined back up. All four of you are together now. So Patty is just bursting at the seams to share <laughs> the dirt that she has gathered on her new number one enemy, Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you are not going to believe what I just overheard in the luggage car. What? I was listening to that stupid Baldwin telling one of his stupid <laughs> friends that they are going to have a plan to get after everyone when they're in the dungeon. They're going to go over to the flags and they're going to try to, to start fights with all of the other squads, which is not cool. Whoa. That's like not the vibe I got from him initially, but uh. now that you mention it, freaking Brohawk. I was playing like Blitzman with him the other day and definitely I saw him like sort of push the <laughs> limit of some penalty things. You are so right, Johnny. <laughs> that really checks out, Patty. Like your intuition is crazy. Johnny, he is the worst. The literal worst. Guys like Baldwin just don't understand that they need to contribute to the greater good rather than just looking out for themselves. <laughs> I, for one, cannot believe that any of the other teams would be trying to mess with their rival members. Some real dodgy people in this competition. I just think anything that we did would be justified at that point. I also heard that they're going to have to try to get there really fast. So guys, we have got to slow them down. Speaking of, like, it's crazy you should mention that. Because, like, earlier, Castian, mm. uh, that paladin of Gathlin, I don't know if any of you met him. Yeah. He's kind of like about a big blonde hair. He came up to me. <laughs> And he was like, Johnny, the integrity of this Arrow Peak competition is, like, at risk. He seems to, like, suspect that there are, like, maps and people and cheating. And, like, I thought that was strange because I didn't think that maps were against the rule. Because, like, you know, like, you're going in, you need a map. Oh, my God, like, Johnny, seriously? <laughs> and, like, so he, like, explained to me that it was. And then he gave me this wand. And he said, like, if I saw anyone trying to cheat, that I should use this wand to contact him. And he, he would drop everything, even though he was in the middle of the competition, to come help out. Mm. And that's pretty cool. But I don't know how to use this wand. No, you don't say. But, like, I told him that, like, we were using all of our resources. And so I would ask you guys. So, like, if we see any other teams using maps, we should totally... Call the tip line. Yeah. 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 And Cassian will come help us out, right? Huh. I mean, I can I can use wands for sure, so... Like, I know how to use some wands. Like, sometimes, like, in Bikram, that we would use some wands, but, like, this one is, like, not my bag. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think it works quite right. Yeah, absolutely. Just hand it over. Maybe I, this is a roll. Is there a way for me to tell that this is for sure a wand of Whispering Word? Oh, uh, yeah. Make a spellcraft check. Okay. Oh, I rolled a one, and my spellcraft isn't that good, so that's an eight. Yeah, you think that it is what he says it is. You have no reason to doubt that somebody as awful as Castian wouldn't be telling the truth. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, yeah, this looks all above board, so I'll just keep my hand on this, and when the time's right, we'll use it to summon Castian. That makes perfect sense, Astrid, because, like, I wouldn't really have time to stop and use it. I'm going to need both my hands. Like, that's just how it is. And, like, I get distracted easily. And you're really good at keeping track of those things, so... Totally, totally. Uh, you're welcome and you owe me one. Zelf, did you, um, manage to, uh, <laughs> sauce anybody's chili? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say, I think some of our rival team members will feel a bit of peak during this dungeon. Oh, good. Did you do it discreetly? You just, like, leave the bottle somewhere? You sp sprinkle it into somebody's coffee when they weren't looking? I hand it to them. They ate it, and they told me it was delicious. <laughs> and I smiled and said, thank you. <laughs> Astra, much like Dana did in this moment, 
just sort of like puts her face in her hands and is like, yeah, that's good. That's real surreptitious. Like, you'll never have any idea what happened to him. Self. Self shrugs. That's fair. Zelf probably doesn't care if he's caught or not, as long as they liked it. As the train pulls into a stop in Arrow Peak, go ahead and make a perception check, guys. Uh, Just everybody? Yeah, all of you. Okay. I got an 18. I rolled a nine. Oh, Oh, Johnny. Johnny is wistfully looking out the window, thinking about just the audacity. I got a 19. Jesus, Patty. Patty. Patty sees God. Patty sees everything. (laughs) Beautiful. So as you guys pull in, you are looking out the window. You see that Arrow Peak is just bustling, filled with people in the streets, music playing, live entertainment. Lining the streets are just stalls and stalls of people selling wares, not just like adventuring gear, but anything that you can think of, people are selling. (laughs) Patty, you see as you're getting off the train, looking behind you, you notice that the door to the luggage car opens and Glorahan and Harville come out. They put a little bit of time uh, in between each other, leaving, trying not to be noticed. (laughs) As you guys go into the streets, Jenna, you had been curious about people selling maps. Astra sees uh, a variety. So you see like people who are selling just standard maps, but you also notice some people selling more inventive maps, like maps that look like a potion. Uh, and then when you shake it, like a magic eight ball directions come up and you see somebody selling one that looks like uh, a newspaper, but then the words change into directions, things like that. Interesting. Astra, you should tell Cassian about this stuff. Like, holy crap. Like, look at all of this. Oh, my God. He's going to, you know, he's going to see it as he walks off the train as well. As she's saying that, she's sort of Johnny Appleseeding maps from her bag. So just like (laughs) every once in a while, she will pull a map from her bag and like leave it on a table or like crumple it up a little and put it. It's just like a a bread trail from the train (laughs) of these dodgy ass maps. (laughs) And you guys have about, uh, we'll say like an hour, half, two hours in town before you have to report to the Adventurers Guild, which is the large building in the center of of town. I think all I'm concerned about doing is making sure we get a map and seeing if we have some way to confirm its veracity. I don't have any other side quests other than the mischief we've already gotten up to. <laughs> yeah, I think just finalizing our strategy. Is the plan to buy a regular map and then carve it into bread? I would like to look at some of the... Uh, here's the thing is like they're on sale, so they're so visible. So I feel like they'll definitely be on the lookout for any of the stuff that we bought. It's just so obvious, right? Uh, so I do think I just want to buy a normal map and then we'll figure out something to do with it. Before we even make a bread map, we would have to know what the dungeon looks like. And for that, we would need an accurate map of some form. So that's first step either way. Step one to bread map. Obtain <laughs> accurate map. <laughs> Go ahead and make like a knowledge local check or a diplomacy check, whatever is better for you. Woohoo. All right. I knocked this out of the park. Sorry, Patty. I think I've got this one. I rolled an 18 <laughs> and I've got into diplomacy 11 because it's another one I have crazy bonuses in. Uh, so that's a 29. Awesome. Good lord. My knowledge local check was a 27. Uh-hoo. So if there's any substantive difference in the kind of content we'd get from choosing either skill i think we have both covered yeah so i'll tell you guys a couple things so the adventurers guild shop sells a regular arrow peak dungeon map that you guys can buy and do whatever you want with oh we're just not supposed to carry that one in yes or any map you also know Taft Warsaw, one of your other commanders. He is from Arrow Peak, and it was him who cleared out the top floor of the Arrow Peak dungeon and kind of turned it into the training grounds that it is now. He also founded the Adventurers Guild. He was the guild master for many years, but uh, now that he's at Shadow End, he kind of passed it on. And now the guild master is a woman named Shalindra Lufrin. Under Shalindra, the guild has moved away from just kind of being about the love of adventure 
it used to be that you could only join the guild if you conquered the dungeon yourself. But now you can buy membership into the guild. Lame. And it's kind of become a trendy thing for nobles to do. You know, people who have never adventured a day in their life, now they're going to Arrow Peak Dungeon, <laughs> dropping 5,000 gold, and they get to pretend like they're cool for the day going to the dungeon. While it's been good for business in Arrow Peak, also a lot of people are getting injured. Mm. So there's kind of mixed opinion on that. Is Arrow Peak like this world's Everest? (laughs) (laughs) You can like hire Sherpas to get you down to the bottom nominally. So so I, I feel like Patty, I mean, this n- new type of adventurer's guild system is just the most bougie, pay-to-play situation she has ever encountered. She finds it disgusting, honestly, <laughs> and is very much against it. Typical of the rich. Awesome. Patty is an authentic adventurer from her time as a guerrilla warrior. She stands for the people. Oh, Patty, with your ability to sort of influence rumors, you at any point can decide to either be pro or against the Arrow Peak Adventurers Guild. Okay, okay. <laughs> so Awesome. So, Caitlin, I'm going to have you make a check for that. So, you're going to make a charisma roll. So, I got a 21... And I'm going to add five to that would be 26. Great. So yeah, so you start s- spreading the rumor that yeah, it's I very do. bougie <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> uh, uh, and so it takes some time for that to spread. But by the time that the day's over, that rumor will have started to take hold in Arrow Peak. Yes. Fantastic. You're going to single-handedly discredit the Adventurers Guild as an institution. <laughs> <laughs> and we can reasonably expect that the layout on the Adventurers Guild map will be legit. It just won't have monster and trap placement. Well, I'll say that you guys know that the Adventurers Guild kind of is the, in charge of maintaining Arrow Peak Dungeon. Uh, and they're the one that, that put on this competition every year. So it makes sense that their maps would be up to date and would be accurate. Yes, that, that is what they do. Ezra's going to, God, I think she's just going to buy it. She's going to buy it and keep it and then make copies and sell it uh, on her own after this is all over. So (laughs) it's really a money making opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. First, you got to buy something to print and then you've got to print it. See, this is what they don't teach you about publishing. Step one, you got to get the material. So I'm going to invest this 50 gold in this map that I'm going to copy later. How are we going to hide this map? I am all for turning it into like a secret encoded piece of food or like an elaborate distribution of bento boxes that you put together to form a complete map or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, Paul, what? That sounds amazing. All right. Uh, I am worried that bread map is too simple, especially (laughs) now that you've offered four piece bento map. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that like you have to like combine like a a Voltron bento map. Yeah. That's killer. I want that. Amazing. All right. Yeah. And also, Johnny definitely would not recognize that as a map. He would just think you gave him some lunch. I wasn't sure if we were actually going to bluff our own party, but I'm into it. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have to with Johnny. Here's a question I want to ask Justin. Cassian told Johnny that anybody who was found trying to sneak a map in would be disqualified. Is that right? That's correct. Bummer. Bummer, but fine. Uh, I'm just so worried. I think bento is such a good option. Here's what I'm going to do. While Zelf is preparing whatever food-based map he's preparing, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to be copying out this map as well I can in, in like a roughest shape on different pieces of paper to try to memorize it. Okay. Oh, good call. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, why don't you go ahead and make your profession chef check now? going to ask what role that should be, but it'd be profession chef to make sure that it's tasty yet also accurate. <laughs> <laughs> tasty and accurate. Are we going to get lost in this fucking dungeon because you insist on making these more delicious than accurate? Is it going to be a situation where it's like, oh no, there had to be no. some famine here in order to completely palate. The only risk is if somebody keeps snacking before it's actually lunchtime. 
Like, there's, like, a cream puff in, like, Johnny's hand. Like, he's like, oh. <laughs> what do you mean? Is it, This is a map? God, well, I rolled insanely high, but I also want to add inspiration to that to make it even more insanely yes. high. Amazing. For, for, for a total of 34 on my profession oh. skill check. This is the best secret map you've ever eaten. Just sprinkle some salt on it. It's going to be so good. Yeah. So they're, like, standing over shoulder, and they're like, Zelf, we have three minutes. And he's like, I'm plating it. I'm plating it. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna blow your mind back off did we want to look up flask forge before like did we want to find his bar oh i think it's worth it god that's a great idea so okay well that was a mighty long train ride it's already ten thirty. why don't we go get a drink i could use one for sure yeah okay to the bar at the Broken Arrow, like he promised, Bobble Flash Forge has somehow already beat you here and is sitting at the bar with two beer bottles empty in front of him. I don't think I do, but do I recognize him in any way? No, you have not met him before. Whew, what a relief. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know which one's him. Patty's never met him either. We're just <laughs> hanging out. We're ready for a drink. <laughs> oh, I can, like, sort of kneel down as we walk in next to Penny and be like, that's the guy over there, and, like, point him out. I'm, like, kind of, like, already defensive about him. Like, I, the situation definitely bugs Johnny. Oh. Is he sloshed, Justin? Yeah, he's getting there. Not, not, <laughs> <laughs> not as much as, well, the other night you guys made him sober. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zelf remembers that this guy is a little twitchy, so when they approach, he is going to, like, lean into his line of sight and wave instead of like touching him <laughs> without him knowing who it is or whatever and he'll say hey bavel it's us your loving and respectful recruits he pauses conversation he's talking to some sad sack next to him at the bar <laughs> oh yeah yeah you uh you came for the free beer huh yeah sit sit down i'll i'll buy you all around hey and it's me astra you must remember me it's astra blep Make a sense motive check, Astra. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, I rolled a beautiful 20, which is great because I don't have great sense motive. I have a negative one wisdom. My sense motive is plus three, so I got a 23. He nods. He goes, yeah, 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 I know you, Astra. But he doesn't. Like, everything about his body language, <laughs> the the way he looks away, it's telling you he has no clue who you are. Great. Does anybody else notice that he was lying? The other three of you can make sense motive checks if you'd like. Sure. This is going to be low. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a decent sense motive. I got a 21. What'd you, what did the rest of you get? <laughs> I got a 10. <laughs> Do you have a minus one to your sense motive check? <laughs> I do. Oh. He's just like a puppy. Zelf, you definitely clock it. Johnny and Patty, you believe what he says. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad he knows someone. Yeah. And it's me, Astra, your friend Astra. Well, great. We've met him. Uh, I'll take that beer, and then we. I guess we can just leave you to your sorrows. <laughs> Zelf says, sorrows? He's got two beers in front of him. <laughs> he looks at the guy sitting next to him at the bar, and he goes, you got any advice for them doing the, doing the competition today? The drunk man sitting next to him says, yeah, don't, uh, don't trust the Adventurers Guild. They, they scan me out of all my money. <laughs> <laughs> You know, wait, it's kind of funny you should say that. I heard they were kind of up to, like, some change. Like, it's more about the money. Like, it's just a bunch of rich people trying to buy their way into a title sort of thing for fun. It's like rich people. I, I own a farm in the south in Swanspell. I came up here because I heard that there was all sorts of treasures that you could find in Arrow Peak Dungeon if, if you did it. So I used the last of the money that I had to, to come out here. I rented some equipment from the Adventurers Guild. I got down there and it was destroyed almost immediately. One hit from this plant monster, it was ripped in two. And of course, now they, they wouldn't give me my deposit back. I'm telling you, it's a scam. And now I've got nothing. Ooh. I have to go back to my wife. I lost what little we had. Well, I mean, sounds like you made some bad choices. <clears throat> Hold on. Well, Astra, that's not fair. He got taken advantage of. Yeah, you're right. Everybody sucks. <laughs> I can help out, man. I just got, I just got some money. 
I can give you a little bit so that like you can help make up some losses and I'll and Johnny will start like Aww. taking out coins and stuff like that and we'll Aww. we'll we'll give him fifty gold. Oh my Aww. god. Well Zelf is gonna look over at the other party members like, God, this sucker just got pulled into a scam. <laughs> <laughs> look at that, what a bleeding heart. <laughs> I know this world is rough, but like, you know, figure it out, okay? The man shakes your hand enthusiastically, goes, thank you. They, you don't know what this means to me. Thank you. I, I, I'll make sure that you don't regret this. Can you tell me anything more about that plant monster? Because, like, I'm going to go in there and, like, you said it wrecked your tools. That sounds pretty strong, man. Like, where was it? That place is like a maze. I, I couldn't tell you exactly where it is, but I can tell you it's got these tendrils, man. They're stronger than anything. They went right through my armor. <laughs> Whoa. Like, tell me straight, man, was it, was it good armor? <laughs> <laughs> was it like shitty or? It was trash. It was trash armor. The Adventurer's Guild gave you trash armor too? They didn't give you anything for safety? Typical. Oh, typical. <laughs> <laughs> Did Patty react in any way when she saw Johnny give this dude money from his own pocket? <laughs> I mean, Patty feels that wealth should be evenly distributed among everyone, so she's on board with it, <laughs> but does not offer any of her own. Okay. No, no. I love it. In theory only, not in practice. <laughs> well, God bless Johnny for being uh, one good person in this group. I know. We need one. Johnny wants to go over to Baldwin's camp and try and convince him to not be a total bag. <laughs> I love it. I love the earnestness. Make a make a diplomacy check, Johnny. Twenty three on diplomacy. Right outside the Adventurers Guild, they've got like a little game going, just with a couple of other like just local kids. <laughs> when you step in, hey, Bolin. Maybe he'll intercept like a catch and like force him to talk to him. Amazing. <laughs> I love that Johnny has introduced the room like football breaks. i've been hearing that you might be up to some stuff against the other teams man and that's not cool (laughs) the integrity of these games matter all right you and i both play under warsoul we both respect him if you want to win this thing it has to be fair it doesn't count baldwin is mostly amused (laughs) but you can see that the other three in the squad are affected by what you're saying sweet mallow especially is like what like this is news to him he doesn't even know about this he starts to like lay into baldwin a little bit like are you gonna do something that's gonna get all of us disqualified dude you've gotta think about the team (laughs) yeah yeah and then i'm gonna back up him like yeah man what about your team (laughs) zlog doesn't really say anything through all of this he's the half orc tall one but he has like this presence where he doesn't really have to speak he just has this kind of (laughs) imposing he's got the height on him and he's just got this like stare and more than any of the others like that's kind of like really starting to make baldwin a little nervous but yeah you feel like you've seen a difference within the squad after you intervene for sure listen man i respect you all right like i know this is just the drive to win right like but here you are right like you're in the community like working with the kids like don't let the drive to win make you forget like why you're doing what you're doing now i'll see you down there <laughs> and i'll walk off oh too good does he do something cool with the ball as he as he goes oh he'll totally pass it off to a little kid <laughs> tossle the hair and then he hands him his jersey <laughs> you guys are at the adventurers guild you've got uh four bento boxes that when placed together form a map oh i'm crying <laughs> I've been making copies to memorize them. I'm going to roll up the original and all but one of the copies and like tuck them behind like a bush or something so I can pick them up later. And the one remaining copy I have, I want to try to sneak on the persons of one of the other teams. Oh my okay. God, the plant. Ooh, That's so good. Sabotage. I think I'm going to pick on the druids because I don't think we've had much interaction with them. And that's fine. I don't want to talk to them. I just want to do a casual walk by where I tuck one of these into whatever looks like the easiest mark. What do you want to use for that? Since motive, do you ha- did you take like profession scam artist or something? No, Justin. Okay. <laughs> I'm a legitimate businesswoman. I took perform oratory and profession fortune telling. <laughs> How dare you suggest that she is a scam artist? Perception is probably the best bet. Okay. That's my Let's guess. Uh, oh, I rolled a 19. Oh, man. Oh, so good. That's a 
24. I'm, I'll am i start rolling in the software we're using so I, you guys don't think I'm fake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on Clove Squad, there is this tiny little leshy, this little like plant guy. He's like a little baby Groot, right? He's just adorable oh. and clueless. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, he, no. he just wanders around smiling. No one can understand <laughs> anything that he says. I love it. Justin, oh. <laughs> Will he fit into Patty's cheek pouches? It's like taking candy from a baby. You are confident you can place this map on this this little guy without Do Sell your soul. The team is horrified. <laughs> oh my god. The team ain't there. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Oh boy. Oh no. Um god. Oh, I more than anything, I want to make a dice roll to, that robs me of the responsibility of this. So I don't have a skill for that, but I do have a, a coin here that I'm going to flip. Um, somebody give me a heads or a tails. Tails, like my rat tail. Tails I plant it or tails I don't. Tails you plant it. There. Oh, I got heads. Okay, so what happens is I... I <laughs> I I have this map folded up neatly and I'm like sideways sidling up to this creature just looking like I'm minding my own business. I crouch down to like make sure my shoe is tied and I reach out to tuck it on this cute little baby. And then like, I think, could, Justin, could you make a cute little baby tree sound for me? <laughs> is that... Is that- <laughs> Is that like a, is that tree like? <laughs> Adorable. It, yes. Oh god, that made me want to plant it. That made me want to take it back. No, that was adorable. She she at the last moment she flinches and like withdraws her hand and stands back up and walks over the group and just seems shaken. It's just oh, like no. I just <laughs> It's just that the map was printed on paper and it was a tree and I felt weird about it. <laughs> it's it's okay, Astra. I feel weird about tree people too. <laughs> no, well, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> We're the same. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of hard hitting feelings for Astra right now. Quick question. Did she accidentally hold on to the map? She does still have it in hand, yeah. Okay. Did you want to go for someone else? No, she's shaken. She's just going to crumple it up and throw it in a different bush. Astra, with your perception check that was so high, I'll say that as you turn around, you notice out of the corner of your eye, something flashed past towards where you crumpled up that map. And when you look over, you see the little stranger with the map in its (gasps) mouth. And it kind of skirts around a bush. Like, oh. as soon as you saw it, it was gone. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Uh, should I explain who the little stranger is or just let that stand? That's up to you. Oh, boy. I guess for the rest of this time until we get into the dungeon, Astra is going to be extra nervous and be like super vigilant and keeping her eye on everybody else in the team and making sure that everybody's packs are secure and that... It doesn't <laughs> seem like the stranger snuck it into one of our pockets. Because it can go either way with that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a grenade. Hot potato. <laughs> the Adventurer's Guild is just this very large, stately building. It's really just one like huge room, right? Where there's lawn tables for like eating at people, sword fighting like in the middle of the floor. In the back, there's a blacksmith area. They've got wares for sale. There's a large shark man who's running their like little store and like this really ancient dwarf sitting behind him. When the dwarf isn't moving or speaking, like he could very well just be dead. <laughs> there's no way to tell otherwise. You see this very tall, muscular woman with like a long ponytail who you recognize from the descriptions that you've heard around town. It's probably Shalinda Lufren, who is the the guild master. She's talking intensely with Commander Mistmorn and Taft Warsaw. You guys are kind of led around to the back where you see all the other cadets have gathered. And one by one, the groups are called forward to where General Windstar and Commander Valentine are standing. Cassian is there. 
They are individually, each person going through their bag. Cassian has a wand of locate objects, and he's just targeting it on Aeropeak dungeon maps on each person as they pass by. Oh, God, the fact that the bento man. was made to be eaten and enjoyed more than to be a map is going to save us. <laughs> You're genius. <laughs> I think it's delicious enough. You see Commander Solrona's squad go up and Castian points the wand at Screw the Tengu and it activates. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the one he picked up off the train. Oh, no. Castian pulls it out of his pocket and just <sighs> shakes his head. The rest of his squad is so annoyed. So annoyed. <laughs> but especially Narissa, who is the girl with the pink hair. She is mm. devastated. She turns and she looks at you, Johnny. You can see in her face that she just is so embarrassed. <laughs> I am so sorry that this has happened, Johnny. I tried to stand for better ideals than this. This isn't how I want to represent my squad. I just want you to know that I didn't know about this. Narissa, don't talk to me about this, dude. <laughs> Talk to your team about it, right? Like, it's not about me. It's about you and your squad, all right? Like, I believe you, all right? Now be with them, okay? Nerissa and her squad are kind of led away by one of the other paladins that is with Castian. So does the map disqualify just the individual person who had it or the whole team? The whole squad. Oof. Oh, no. Dang. God, I should have planted it on that baby tree. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to beat us. Damn, my tender hardness. <laughs> Specifically, the baby tree is going to beat us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, several of the other squads get through with no issue whatsoever. Zelf, you notice that as Aaron walks through, she's looking a little green. <laughs> like, she's still standing. <laughs> She's not backing down, obviously. The competition is important, but, you know, she's not looking so hot. Shyla, the same. At this point, it's the four of your turn, and you you step up in front of the commanders in Castian's squad, and he pulls out his wand of locate object. As he points it at Astra, you see the little stranger <laughs> at your feet. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. And so we'll roll for that at the start of next game to see what happens. Oh, no. God damn. Always the damn cat. Hey, thanks for listening to Burnt Cookbook Party. This is a totally new podcast, and we're still trying to find our audience. So if you liked this and you want to hear more episodes of it, you could do me a favor and tell some people about it. Maybe leave a posy review. Maybe just send it to a friend you think would really actually like for real like it. That's a great way to renew bonds with friends, too. Burnt Cookbook Party is Andrew Hansen as Johnny Brightchild, Caitlin Stadahar as Patty Hertz, Paul Lukemeyer as Zelf, me, Jenna Stieber, as Astra Blep, and Justin Green as DM and World Builder. Executive produced by Jenna Stieber, and this episode was edited by Justin Green. You can find us on Twitter at BCB Party. That is a cool place to drop uh, recommendations for people, too, so they can just find us there. Thank you.